Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So I've just been on a bit of a mission to, to get to this place. Um, and I only really recently sort of worked out um, earlier on this year that I was already there and that was able to, um, to help me, uh, I guess, reduce some of the stress levels um, as per, you know, pushing so hard it wasn't actually needed. Um, so it was a bit of a mindset shift with, you know, choosing to do something rather than having or needing to. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode on Property Investory, we're chatting with Sasha Hopkins of the A-Team Property Group who will share his journey to find his safe haven and how the desire to create a business with access to professionals that aid in wealth creation spawned the name of his flourishing company. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Full name is Sasha Hopkins um, and I'm the, the the CEO and director of the 18 Property Group. Um, so, um, that is the, the, the main company that we help educate clients to create a, a tailored investment strategy and then manage that entire process for them. Um, there, there are a couple of other um, sister companies as well um, uh, that helps with uh, providing these sort of results being in finance and, and property development. But the, the main company that, um, that helps people is the A-Team. The inspiration for the name of Hopkins Business was drawn from his own frustrations in sourcing professional help in property. It happened when I was actually on a holiday in Bali, literally driving around in the, the backseat of a minibus and um, I was trying to get finance for a, uh, a townhouse development that I was attempting at the time and it literally had been probably about two and a half months of waiting and my broker coming up with all these different excuses and then um, pretty much the, the last straw and I get an email and, and, and basically said that he wasn't unable to actually uh, to get me finance for this deal and later I found out that he hadn't actually submitted it and we weren't going to that but um, so that, that sort of stemmed some frustration because um, look I was working in the industry at the time um, as a property investment advisor and I sort of thought well you know here I am working in the industry trying to achieve you know, my own goals and results and, that, and, and I'm, I can't even get the results or get the outcomes that I'm wanting or needing and, and I work in this space. So imagine what it would be like for you, you everyday type of Australian that doesn't really have the background or the experience trying to buy a home, get finance, invest in property. You know, it's no, no wonder there's so many 
unfortunate, um, you know, horror stories or, you know, people get turned off and don't ever want to continue. So I thought, well, you know, it'd be great if there was just this decentralized place or this team of people that you could just go to, to, to get, you know, great results in, you know, whether it's wealth, finance, investing, whatever it might be, um, just have a, I guess, one, one main place or team. And then I thought, well, yeah, you need, really need an A team of professionals to help you. And then that sort of, that name stuck and, and here we are today. So, what does he do in any given day? Generally wake up at five, just before 5.30, get up, go to the gym. Um, I'm, a, I'm a morning person, so love to, love to get a good workout in, start the day well. And then I'll come home um, and generally my wife and daughter will be uh, just getting up um, and I've got a little 15-month-old girl. Her name's Winter. Congrats. Um, so I like... Thanks a lot. I like to um, like to get in a little bit of time with uh, with them in the morning. You know, have breakfast, feed her her breakfast. The the, the daughter, not the wife, that is. Um, and and um, and then sometimes my wife will take the dog to to the park, and yeah, I'll have a little bit of time with winter, and then um, and then get ready for the day, and generally get to the office between eight thirty and nine o'clock, uh, and then. Yeah, I've got a, a team here of around sort of 10, 10 to 12 people um, floating in and out. Um, and uh, and our goal really each day is to change as many lives as we can, um, meaning, you know, help as many people either start or continue their wealth creation journey using property as that vehicle. Growing up in northern New South Wales and then completing his secondary education in Queensland, Hopkins' first job made him realise that he needed some direction in his life. Before I hit the teen teen years, I actually grew up about 20 minutes um, outside of a place called Nimbin. I don't know if you know that, know where Nimbin is, but it's um, it's uh, the marijuana capital of Australia. Um, I actually was raised as a little bit of a hippie, um, and uh, yeah, um, and now I'm as opposite as you can be living living the city life, but. We then moved up to Noosa um, to, to sort of start a start fresh up there. Was there for around about uh, five or six years or so. And um, look, I, I, unfortunately, I, the, the parents split up when I was around sixteen, and that sent me into a little bit of a downward spiral. And um, that resulted in me getting expelled from school. Um, and uh, and then so I decided. Well, I, I tried to go to a new school to finish year 12, but um, but school just wasn't for me anymore. So I started working and the first sort of full-time job I got was in literally in a nursery, potting plants all day long. Um, I did that for about five months and then one day um, after my what, 150th plant potted for the day, I sort of I sort of took the first, first moment in my life, took a step, uh, so I looked up and just thought, and where the hell am I actually going with my life? Like this is this is a joke. You know, I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm not in school. I don't have anything. I don't have any sort of passions at all. Um, you know, is this really all that I am? And then, you know, that, that really sort of sparked um, my first sort of light bulb moment. And um, and I realised, you know, quickly that I needed to change my environment because you know continuing down that path was not going to get me anywhere. And I knew that I had more to offer. So I, um, I made the decision at, at 17 to to leave the family uh, up there. Um, so I left home at 17 and decided that I just wanted to finish school, but I knew, needed a, a new fresh start. So I moved to Melbourne 
uh, and finished school in uh, in 2006. It was to be for a trial year, but I'm still here some 11-odd years later. Um, so I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, after school. I didn't see the point in going to uni, um, you know, if I didn't really enjoy or if I wasn't passionate about something. So I just started working. And one thing you learn pretty quickly on uh, in life is that when you leave home at an early age, or really any age, but certainly as, as a 17-year-old, you need money pretty quickly. Um, so that was one lesson that I learned very early on is that, look, if I need, if I want to do anything, I need to, I need to learn, I need to get money. So that was the reason I started to work. And then, you know, I thought, well, I, I, I knew that I, 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 I like the concept of money. I, I know that it could help me, you know, do things that I wanted to and live a good life. And look, my family you know, were certainly the opposite of, of wealthy. Um, definitely um, not, not from the wealthy side at all. Um, and that was always a bit of a challenge. Um, so, look, I thought, all right, well, I'm going to start working. I'd been always good at saving. I'd been working from quite an early on age. Then he experienced his first foray into investing before discovering the book that would form part of the inspiration to take action and divert into property. When I turned 18, I started investing in shares a little bit and they went well Then the GFC came along and dropped and then bounced back up again after that a little bit um, and I was working for a couple of years and, and um, you know, started to learn a bit more about money and, you know, I was fascinated by it because I knew that if I could understand it, then I could probably do, do more things in life that I wanted um, and so that sort of began the learning curve of reading that books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, um, and, and coming across the property market after that sort of not so good experience with the share market. And similar sort of time to that, um, I met I met a girl um, called Lana, who is my wife now, and we've been together for nearly 10 years. Um, but I, I met a girl, and that was sort of my next motivation or light bulb moment about, all right, well, if I want to look after this girl, I knew that she was the one. I don't have any qualifications behind me, so I need to start getting street smart. And that's sort of where what triggered that that sort of big learning phase of, of money, of investing, and leading me onto property, and then um, I bit bit the bullet after my twenty first and, and bought my bought my first property. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, took advice from the first person I ever spoke to, um, who happened to live on the same street uh, as a, as I bought the property. So you can imagine it's fairly biased, um, and uh, and that's how I started the property journey. Other jobs Hopkins attempted before entering into property investing included retail and landscaping. I quit the nursery, um, proudly quit the nursery um, just before I moved to Melbourne at the beginning of 06 and then finished year 12 and then um, and then I, I just went out into doing random jobs, you know, whether it was doing some landscaping, um, there was a little bit of retail. Um, I may have been the doorman to pray for a few months, the female shop if you know what that is. Um, so, um, but that was mainly just to meet girls, of course. Um, and, uh, and, you know, a whole bunch of random things. Uh, and then I sort of uh, started to work for Telstra and, um, that's kind of where, uh, at the same sort of time as when I started getting into property and that was sort of the first proper job with a bit of commission. I was really, worked out, I was really good at sales. And then I sort of worked my way up through Telstra, went into Telstra business and, was in Telstra for a good few years and was quite uh, quite 
successful in that role. And that's kind of, um, yeah, and I was in Telstra for about, yeah, three, three or four years before I um, started, uh, become, before I became a property investment advisor or, or a consultant. This new advisor role was brought on when Telstra acknowledged his passion for real estate and decided to combine that with his sales skill set. Uh, that I was brought, brought across um, to a company. Um, so, you know, my passion for property, um, I was sort of on my fourth property by 22, I think, or 22 or 23, one of the two, um, at that point in time. And I'd, I'd worked with these people who owned the company for, for quite a few years and I was very good at that job um, when I was working for them and they, they brought me across to their property company um, at that point in time. And that's sort of where... Again, it, it sparked the next big growth phase of of property and and working in it, you know, day in day out with more experienced people than me. Um, it was a great learning and growth phase um, to to then start mentoring you know Australians one on one to to help them you know start or continue building a portfolio. Um, it was definitely a it was it was the dream job that was landed um, for a good few years there. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Hopkins' property journey on the scope of his growing portfolio. On completion value, I think it's either in this year alone, 10 or 11 million um, worth, worth of property, which is definitely been my best year to date. His aim for his business, the A-Team? My goal really is to be become the number one property investment company in Australia based on you know client results, based on their experience, based on you know the um, uh, the sophistication of the investment strategies. And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Invest Story. Hey podcast listeners, are you enjoying listening to these stories and want more? Then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email. Just one of the many benefits of being part of this community. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, their strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. With the ever-expanding portfolio of around 25 properties, Hopkins has also invested in a number of development sites. I've gone really crazy this year, I will say. Uh, I've I've bought four development sites. Um, I just literally got an offer accepted on one yesterday. Um, uh, four development sites this year alone, um, you know, with on completion value, you know, going through the plans and uh, the DA process and, and starting construction on some of those. Um, on completion value, I think it's either in this year alone, 10 or 11 million um, worth, worth of property, which is, Definitely been my best year to date. Um, so, in terms of the entire portfolio, look with these with these recent purchases. Um, oh, look! I mean, once they're complete, I'd be looking at probably thirteen, maybe fourteen million. So, ultimately, what is his vision for his portfolio? Besides property investment and now business being another passion. Um, you know, I I do have a a great um, I guess yeah love for, for for educating people and and also inspiring people to take action, um, and you know I I guess that was one of the other reasons why I started the A team is because 
know, I helped a lot of people in the other job and I wanted to keep doing that, but just teaching what I had done to replace my income by, by age 26. Um, and my goal really is to be become the number one property investment company in Australia based on, you know, client results, based on their experience, based on, you know, the... Um, uh, the sophistication of the investment strategies um, and and just yeah that that's my goal is to be number one in the industry and be able to you know I'd love to create a thousand a thousand people that can become financially independent um, through through our strategies and the three step formula that we teach so that's I guess my my purpose um, and yeah it's uh, it's certainly been a good a good start so far. There have been several pressure points in Hopkins' experience in property, whether it be finance or lack of income, which have also been challenging to overcome. Finance always, forever seems to be an extremely frustrating and overcomplicating process. Um, you know, where where a lot of the time we're at mercy to the banks, and it's it's easy. I mean, even with the amount, I mean, not including the day to day client investments um, and finances that that we obviously do and manage, but even personally, I still get very frustrated with banks. Um, whether that's the lowest point, I'm not too sure. But that's something you know that any serious property investor, I'm sure, would be able to relate to. Um, the uh, I guess the inconsistency uh, and um, and just you know, strange actions of of banks a lot of the time. Um, you know, without any rationale. Lowest point. Um, Look, lowest point for me is, is is if you know if I can't if I haven't been able to actually do something or you know acquire property because of you know finance or the banks or you know for example couldn't get finance <clears throat> because of you know being recently self-employed or something like that and I knew that that was going to set me back it could be you know a year or something like that you know that for me um, I've gone been on a little bit of a a race to to get to what I call my my safe haven um, and that that sort of I guess a place where I know that you know moving forward, no matter what happens, myself, you know, my my family, you know, my parents, my my sister, you know, my my wife's family are just going to be always always protected, and no matter what happens, you know, they'll be fine, they'll be safe. So I've just been on a bit of a mission to to get to this place, um, and I only really recently sort of worked out um, earlier on this year that I was already there, and that was able to um, to help me, uh, I guess, reduce some of the stress levels. Um, as per, you know, pushing so hard, it wasn't actually needed. Um, so it was a bit of a mindset shift with, you know, choosing to do something rather than having or needing to. A particular investing moment which took a turn for the worst was when he lost a significant sum of money on a deposit for a property. One um, stressful part was once when I did a bought a mortgage possession property, which was a triplex development. Um, the uh, the solicitor didn't uh, wasn't able to they, sorry they didn't pick up a particular um, council constraint in the contract and I'd already gone unconditional on the property um, and I had to pull out because of this particular condition that wasn't um, wasn't picked up on and um, you know that that actually had my my seventy five k deposit at complete risk of being lost um, that that was highly stressful. Uh, and you know, I engaged a professional to help me out. And of course, people, you know, point blame in many directions to, away from themselves. I did manage to get back 
60k of the 75, but it still cost me about fifteen thousand dollars for that experience. So that was definitely a um, a stressful part. One one of the lowest you could say. The lesson to be learned: to have the right team behind you to ensure these things are well managed, which is what the A team is able to do in helping people with their own property dilemmas. Now the people that we work with, um, you know. I've been very, very strict on those people and who, who are on our A-team um, to ensure things like that don't get missed. I mean, I understand people can make mistakes, but, you know, when it's at the cost of your own hard-earned dollars, it um, doesn't matter, you know, how, how good they are, it's still going to be bloody stressful. There have been several moments throughout Hopkins' journey where everything seemed to click, like when he felt motivated to begin investing to provide for his family. So the first one was was that that moment that I looked up and and realised that there was more to me than, than what I was doing, um, and that was the first time I probably felt empowered to to do something. Um, the next one was, you know, when I met met the girl of my dreams, I knew that she was the one. Um, you know, for me to be able to give her and my future family what I wanted to in the life, you know, that without the financial limitations that I had, um, that was probably the next one as as the driver to to start really getting serious um, around sort of just after I turned 20. Um, and then the next one after that was when I I guess I sort of working for the old employer realised that uh, there was a, an incident where I felt really undervalued and put in a lot of effort, helped them grow a very successful business and, um, and yeah, wasn't valued. And, that's, and then I uh, coincidentally went away on my holiday the next week and then that sort of when the ideas, the idea of the A team came about, came about, always happens like that, of course. Um, and that was brought on by reading uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrant. Um, so they've been probably the, the two most powerful books I've read, being that one and Rich Dad Poor Dad. Another important aha moment was realizing that he actually reached his original goal, his safe haven. And then the fourth one was, as I said, uh, only a few months ago. Um, you know, I sort of a lot of my motivation to get to where I got to, you know, was I suppose based on um, a little bit of, I guess, fear. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, fear of not getting to this this place or fearing having to get to this place before I'm allowed to kind of relax and smell the roses and, you know. I guess even though I've, I've done very well and I'm fairly modest, to be honest with you, but I ha- haven't really allowed myself to feel a sense of achievement for a lot of the stuff that I've done. And um, that was because I knew that I wasn't at this place yet. I knew that I had to keep going to be able to get to this place. And when I went away um, with uh, with Lana, my wife, and, and my little daughter to Europe in August, um, you know, I was, uh, when I go on holidays, I think, and all this stuff, and then... And then sort of um, had some unanswered sort of questions. Uh, something was a bit unsettling. And then I sort of, when I got back the day before I was to come back to work on the Monday, um, I sort of went through this, literally took about four hours, um, at, you know, between 11 to 4 a.m. in the morning of of working out that, um, you know, I was actually at this. Firstly, what what does that, that safe haven that I talk about? What actually is that? You know, what is that exact lifestyle that I want to live? How much would it cost? And then where am I at based on, you know, my current situation? And then it took took four hours to work out that I was already there. And then, you know, I woke up the next morning feeling really uh, enlightened and 
um, I guess, a lot lighter. And I realized, you know, well, me going, you know, because work can sometimes be bloody stressful, I will say, starting a business isn't easy. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, when I sort of went to work that day, I sort of thought, well, I don't actually need to feel the, these ongoing stresses or the panic that I sometimes get. You know, something could impact, you know, my my, my future safe haven as such. You know, I, I can actually choose to go to work. I don't have to go to work. And that's a big difference. And that's probably the biggest mindset shift that I've had in many years is, is being able to um, distinguish the difference between choosing to do what I do rather than having to, I guess. And that helps me motivate motivates me more to want to inspire other people to take the action to get to that same level or that same place. So, inspired by Hopkins' property journey, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode of Property Investory. We'll talk about how to apply the strategy. My exact uh, strategy is such and which is now what we refer to as the Hopkins formula that we teach our clients which is a three-step formula named after myself, of course. Um, now, the, the, the three-step formula is, is what I did to replace my income uh, in five in the first five years. The personal habits which have contributed to his success? I break down my life into six pillars. Um, so, one is business and or occupation, two, financial and wealth, three, mental and emotional, four, you know, uh, health, and, health and fitness, five, um, uh, relationships and family and six, fun and reward. And that's next time on a future episode of Property Investory. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.